This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQInstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuers Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Oop. Technical difficulty right there. Got to figure that out. Uh, where am I? This is the show that talks about everything that is important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. 
I believe it was just rapidly called. It was just rapidly called the barbecue capital of the North Coast. So I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Always happy to have you. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you're more than welcome to do that. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with me. Should you uh, find the need to lend something to the show? I'm always been more than apt to, to take the phone calls and the emails and all that other stuff. So if you want to do it, do it. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. That's right, gang. Green screen. Just for now. We're just trying it out. I know. it's That's a hard thing to do. I mean, got it looking this good. Man, I don't know. Uh, rooftop agreed. That could be a reason why the green screen lasts one show and one show only. Although, I mean, you know, it looks looks a little better than what it was before. For being one hundred percent out, take away. Yeah, that's what we were talking about, Don G. Um, you know, taking away that and just around the very peripherals of my person, because I am no audiovisual expert. Duh. Uh, you know, what do you think? Cool? Not cool? You know, whatever. Love to hear it. Um, the feedback is great, but, you know, the idea, the concept, should I just go back to the banner? Uh, you know, this hides everything. Well, you can't. I, oh, I've lost my arm. No. <laughs> it hides everything behind me. Um, yeah, no one else is going to be able to read that thing. Yeah. Hence the green part. I got to find a blue screen, maybe. Maybe I got to find a blue screen. Um, Those are things that will work out. What can I tell you? I think it looks pretty cool regardless, but that's just me. All right, here we go. Uh, Coming up in about 11 minutes from now, uh, Kevin Bevington, homebbq.com and Outdoor Cooking Channel. We're going to talk to him, see what's up. 35 past the hour, Scott Roberts, and then second hour, Meathead joins us. That's what's happening. Uh, let me give you uh, Survey Tuesday questions quickly. We're going to go revert back to the ones that we had last week because uh, I forgot we had roundtables, so I didn't get to actually retreat back to them during the second hour. Uh, most disappointing restaurant you've ever eaten at? Whatever restaurant. doesn't have to be barbecue-related. Second, what is currently the best app on your smartphone? And question number three, one of my favorites. Uh, call the wild man. Uh, cool or kook? My wife still says cool. Two weeks in a row, she says. I'm kind of on the fence. We'll talk about it later. Um, don't forget, as we're talking about apps, the TuneIn Radio app. If you have a smartphone, it's free. Go to your marketplace and search TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, TuneIn Radio. Once you download it, because it's free, just search BBQ Central. It'll pull up the radio station. Bam, you're done. I mean, it's just that easy. It's just that quick. Zero dollars, zero cents after tax. All right, a couple things here. Ooh, watch this. I forgot to hook this up. You're going to be able to see a little behind the scenes. You're going to see green screen here. Um, This is what it looks like real life right now. And... How about this little bad boy? Uh, Thermoworks sends me a brand new Thermapen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you know how long I've been. And for the people that don't understand, like how quickly this thing tells temperature, check this out. Okay, it's out. Boom, it's seventy. 
eight degrees right here right now. Seventy, it's it, just that quick, super fast thermopen, super fast. Put my hands on it, and already we're up to eighty-nine degrees. So, and it's orange for the sun rays. For the people that understand sun rays, sun rays, hot. Sun rays uh, number three, sun rays unite. So thanks to uh, thermoworks.com, if you don't have one, thermoworks.com. And then, uh, secondly, I, I never really thought about this, right? But uh, meat rakes. Boom. What do you think about Now, maybe you've never seen, so you get a pair, right? And these are going to uh, help you pull butts. Um, but, I mean, check this bad boy out. I mean, these are, like, sharp, and they are going to pretty much pull your face off if you're not crazy. They come with these plastic sheaths. So, oh, wow, you're going to get a dual green screen here. So, you know, you take it, get your butt ready, boom, and then they actually kind of fit into each other so you can kind of, you know, work back and forth, you just pull. But, I mean, these are serious stainless steel, um, and, I mean, you can just see how pointy those things are. Not to be played around with. Definitely want to resheath those. So thank you to Meat Rakes. But I believe I won those like three or four weeks ago here on the show, believe it or not. I don't believe it. But um, that is the case. So thanks for the uh, Thermopen and thanks for the Meat Rakes. I can't wait to try the Meat Rakes, man. I lost out on my uh, thermoprene, uh, thermoprene gloves a little while ago. And those are like the heat, um, the heat, sen- the, well, the non-heat sensitive gloves. And, uh, man, I've missed those. I've been struggling with just with regular kitchen forks pulling my butts, believe it or not. So uh, thanks again to ThermoWorks. Again, ThermoWorks.com and MeatRakes or MeatRake.com. Mmm. Parnold Almer. Firefly, sweet tea, vodka, and lemonade. Mm. Like an Arnold Palmer, but a Parnold Almer. Mm. Sam's Club Regional results from Chesapeake, Virginia. This past weekend, top 10 teams move on to the finals in Bentonville, Arkansas next month. And those 10 are taking grand champion ZBQ, taking reserve grand sponsor of the show and having all of a sudden a very good year, barbecue guru. Bob Trudnack and boys. A third, Stubborn Bull Barbecue. Low and Slow Barbecue takes fourth. Finn's Finest Barbecue, fifth. How about this guy? Heath Hall Pork Barrel Barbecue, sixth place, moving on to the finals. Wilbur's Revenge, seventh. Two old men in a grill. You remember, we talked to them on the uh, chicken round table, so karma reigning supreme. Two old men in a grill. Picking Porkers. Man, I hate to show my ass here, but... Uh, Hey, meat rake, did you see? Got the meat rakes right here. Bang. Um, Pickin' Porkers. I want to say I've had them on the show before. Does anybody recall uh, show producer Don G? Have I had uh, Pickin' Porkers on before? Sounds familiar. And rounding out the top ten, Meat and Slims. Congratulations to you guys. You will be moving on to uh, the finals. What can I tell you? Top 10 go on. Another big final uh, or regional round coming up this weekend, uh, which is actually what we're going to be talking to a pitmaster of home BBQ about, well, at least for a little while. 
Uh, John Dawson weighing in on the Survey Tuesday questions. Bobby Flay's Mesa Grill, biggest letdown. Uh, tune in radio. Barbecue Central is wall-to-wall and treetop tall with the trucker talk. 10-4, good buddy. See you at the cash box. Got a full-blown bare bone uh, westbound at the 22 over 10, shooting face with a radar. And number three, never heard of it. You never heard of Caller the Wild Man? John, what up? You know the coop? Uh, live action. You got to find it. Find it, watch one episode, and then I think you'll agree with me when I give my take in the second hour. Wow. Let me go through here. Uh, Greg, cook them a little longer. They'll fall apart. Phil, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm just saying they're hot, right? So I want to. I want to protect my fingers, if you will. Um, 82's Barbecue, some mom-and-pop restaurant in Alabama, Tractor Pull Pandora. Tractor Pull, I don't know what Tractor Pull is. Sounds like a game. Pandora, that's a really great app as well. Um, Sonny's Barbecue in Charlotte, best app Pandora. Uh, Lucille's was the big disappointment. Flashlight is the best app for Sylvie. Um, bup, 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 bup. yeah, uh, yeah, get, get some good ideas there as well. So, all right, we're locked and loaded, gang. I'm excited. Got some quick hits in, got Kevin Bevington coming up the bat, got the new lights that you can't see. My arms cut off, got a green screen behind me. If you didn't get the shot at the green screen before, that's what it looks like. Look at, look at here, there's a new studio light there. There's another studio light right there. What? Forget this. I'm going to be professional whether you people like it or not. You want professional, you got it. God damn it. All right, gang. Butcher Barbecue continues to think of ways to help out their customers. Here's what I'm talking about. How about this? And I know Instant Chat is going to light up like crazy. Free Butcher's Barbecue product for a year. Media's in here. Sorry, I had to post. That's right. Free Butcher's Barbecue Original Injection, Pork Injection, Prime Injection for a full year of competition. Are you freaking kidding me? It's better than free toot. Starting right now, all you have to do, place your order online. Continue to do so all the way until October 26th, which just happens to be the Jack Daniels. Entry closes when the winner of the Jack is announced. Now, here's the best part. The winner of the free Butcher's Barbecue Injection for a year will be announced live October 30th right here on the really big barbecue central jump. I said injection. Beef injection. In true Jack Daniels qualification process, every order placed from now until the winner of the Jack is announced. Actually, it's probably been going on just a shade longer than I'm announcing right now, but... Um, every order placed from now until the winner of the jack is announced, your name will be added to the hopper every time you place an order. For instance, if you buy 700 separate orders of butchered barbecue, which I highly recommend you do, <laughs> your name is entered 700 times. It's just that easy. Go to butcherbbq.com for full details. And, of course, because I have a few seconds, don't forget about the trade-in program. If you haven't taken advantage of that yet, it's not going anywhere. Rest assured, rest easy. All you have to do, if you've been let down by some other competitors or companies' injections, send that remaining product into Dave with a fuller, complete label. He'll weigh it, 
All weigh-ins are final when they get to Butcher Barbecue, and then he'll give you Butcher Barbecue a beef or pork or prime injection in return. And these are time-tested recipes that are winning up and down every sanctioning body that there is. So it's a trade-in program, but now, right now, free Butcher Barbecue for a year. The contest is going on right now, ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We'll come back with Kevin Bevington right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Seven seven four four eight zero four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Uh Kevin, if you hear me, call me. Video. It's one of these things. These things happen. I forgot to, you know, do it the right way. Blah blah blah. All right, here I go. Get Kevin here on the phone. Um, don't forget, coming up thirty-five past the hour, uh, we will also have. Uh, Scott Roberts doing some sauce and rub review. But before we get to that, my first guest tonight will be competing in the regional qualifier for a shot to get to Bentonville next month for the Sam's Club Finals. He's the pitmaster for one of the most successful teams over the past 10 years or so uh, competition-wise. They also sell a complete line of excellent rubs and sauces. Also happens to be the creator of the platform, which allows you to see me in full video. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline. Grab uh, Pitmaster of HomeBBQ.com and creator of Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bevington. Kevin, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely fabulous, Kevin. All right, so before we get into anything, I have to ask you, how are we looking? <laughs> I think it's great, man, especially the Disappearing Arm Act. I you think like that? that's the best part. This is the best part right here? Oh, wait, what's this one? Yeah, there we go. Well, you can see it better when it's just me on the camera, but that's all right. Um, right. Does and the lighting looks better? Am I? I, I think I the lighting's one? fantastic. Fantastic. I think, I think it's great. We are high level now. It's only a matter of time before we're all stars and millionaires here on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Um, all right, so let's get into. It. We got a couple different places that we can go tonight, Kevin. Um, Sam's Club Regional is going to be taking place Hendersonville, Tennessee, March third. Was when you qualified for the event that is actually coming so, up this weekend. That was a long time ago now. What have you yeah, been doing to keep busy and, and keep those barbecue skills sharp for the regional rounds? Um, whole reason I'm talking to you tonight is to kind of glob on to the... Uh, uh, oh, now I'm seeing Scott Roberts. <laughs> All right, but it's kind of kind of get the uh, the karma, kind of glob on to the karma. That's uh, the whole reason why I'm here. Believer so. of the I karma. Need, need the That's right. Never we'll discount the karma. Uh, now, look, I mean, is there... Is there any kind of, of bicycle theory to competition barbecue? And I guess, you know, what I mean by that, Kevin, is 
you know, when you've done it for as long as you have and you've had the success that you have had over the years, you know, are there things that you don't really have to concern yourself with or are you concerned that you will have some rust that you're going to try to have to knock off? Well, there'll definitely be rust. I mean, especially in putting the boxes together, that's, that's where the biggest exposure is going to be. Uh, but as far as cooking it, I mean, I've been cooking it for years and years and years and years. So, I, I you know, that's that's second nature to me. It's part of, you know, part of my makeup. So I I don't think there's going to be any issues there. It's I think the product will be there. It's, just, it's going to be a matter of uh, getting it to present well in the box because that's, I, like I said, I think that's, that's where the rust is going to be. Are you going to be doing it Kevin Bevington solo or is your wife going to be there helping you along? Oh, no, Clara will definitely be there. It'll be both of us there. And she's the box builder, to be fair, right? Well, she's the one that, that uh, puts the garnish in initially. Um, but uh, but we kind of it's kind of a joint effort uh, in regards to actually putting the meat in. You know, we, we argue about it the whole way. She'll want it one way, I want it another. And in the end, she usually ends up winning. Of course. Happy wife, happy life. Uh, Kevin Bevington <laughs> joining me here on the show. HomeBBQ.com, OutdoorCookingChannel.com, obviously. Uh, Kevin, do you use the, the Wagyu beef, these Berkshire hogs? I mean, Wagyu's been around now for a little while, ever since you know Myron Mixon started talking on uh, Pitmasters. But now I'm hearing more and more about Berkshire and Heritage Hog. Are you using one or both of those or none of those? I love the Berkshire. I mean, it's just hard to get down here. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I end up using uh, you know, just regular uh, pork that I get from Sam's. But um, as far as Wagyu goes, I, I think that has a lot to do with how you cook. Um, the Wagyu fits the way Myron cooks. Um, I've, I was actually, I had tried Wagyu several years back. In fact, I, I remember, you know, getting on the horn with Jim Minion and finding out how he was doing it and so forth. And, uh, I actually, uh, you know, tried it a few times. I never tried it at a contest. Now this was back probably, I don't know, seven years ago. Um, certainly before, you know, many others were discovering it, but Jim was cooking it back then. And, um, you know, it was, it was just not for me. Um, you know, I cook brisket low and slow, and I don't think that lends itself to, uh, to cooking low and slow. All right. So, uh, I would imagine because you have the uh, rub and sauce empire, you know, as, as a whole different entity, you're going to be still using the, the home BBQ.com rubs and, and products for your contest. Well, I, I actually haven't. I mean, I will be using those products. Correct. But it's not going to, it's going to be home made. My product actually hasn't been for sale <laughs> since, uh, uh, since May. Um, that's another thing I was going to say is we're going to try to get that back online here. So you're telling uh, me right now that I cannot get orange habanero rub right now? <laughs> not right now. Oh, that's bullshit. I was just looking for that for some uh, tilapia last night. That's like one of the best things on fish I've ever eaten. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a long story. I, I really can't go into that whole reasoning, but uh, I'm actually going to have somebody else take that over, and we'll hopefully get that, uh, that back going here uh, within the next 30 days. I was hoping to be able to say that, you know, you know, we were going to start, uh, uh, you know, the next week or so. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get agreements on that kind of thing. All right. So, so soon enough uh, before we can actually soon. go ahead and uh, release that. But 
Uh, I mean, they're, they're great products, and I've used them for you know qu- quite a long time at this point. For I mean, I sit back and think about how long we've actually been doing podcasts and talking outside of uh, you know the shows and just having personal conversation. I mean, we've kind of built all of a sudden a, a nice uh, path of existence between us, uh, you know, that extends for a number of years now, going back to the old podcast days when you were president of Florida Barbecue Association and right. winning FBA championships five years in a row. Um, are you still? Are you going to be injecting pork and beef? Do you, do you do one or the other or both? Yeah, I do both. I inject in both. And are you using a homemade recipe for those as well, or are you using like, I, I use, I use uh, you know, a, a fantastic sponsor of both of us. So, Oh, it's uh, got to be Butcher. That's correct. Oh, that guy's great. Uh, you can win free competition uh, injection for a year, evidently, uh, from what I just read over the commercial break. So you, know, you buy, and you could be winning a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, so let me ask, it, this might sound like a stupid question, but given you know the amount of... of layoff technically from the last sam's club event to this one i mean six months almost um what have you been doing to to keep busy and are you going in hopes to win or are you going in hopes to get in top 10 to go down to the finals um we're broke i'm going to win (laughs) so absolutely going to win that's that's why uh that's why we go to them i mean um I, what are our chances? I don't know. I mean, it's a real tough crowd there. I mean, but, you know, when you, in the end, you know, some luck has to do with it and getting onto a table where everybody likes your stuff, you know, whether uh, whether you've been doing it for the last 50 weeks or, or 30 weeks or whatever, or you haven't. But I, I think we've, we've got enough experience to where we've got a chance. Now, I, that's about all I can say at this point. Kevin Bevington joining me here on the show. HomeBBQ.com is uh, one website, the competition team website, and then obviously OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which is what you see here. Uh, he's the guy that created that. Um, you know, he kind of just alluded to it. But Hendersonville has a lot of great teams that are going to be in there, probably one oh, yeah. of the more heavily stacked regionals in regards to teams this year. Is it at all intimidating for you to go down, or does it just amp you up even more to know that that field's stacked and you're going to see – you know where your cookies stack up with everybody else. I like competition. That's I, I'm a competitor. Okay, so I don't. <laughs> I, I I like going into that kind of environment. Uh, it tends to make me focus a little more on what I'm doing. You know, so I I'm not intimidated by it. I'm kind of excited. You know, to get up there and, and do it. Actually, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes this coming weekend. We'll get results. Uh, you know, hopefully Saturday night, and, and we'll see where everything shakes out. And hopes that you move on to Bentonville. Uh, if we could just kind of transition a little bit, uh, however awkwardly, to Outdoor Cooking Channel. Um, you know, we've been up and running for uh, when? When did we officially launch? Was it like uh, a year ago, March? It was. It was actually in May when when we launched with your show. And um, oh, actually, we were testing your show on, on since uh, late February last year. So we were running simultaneous for uh, for about a, I don't know it's four to four to six weeks with your UStream feed and you know, obviously ever after that you've been solid over here and uh, you know we've been going we've been plugging along with this thing it's uh, it's been doing pretty well you so, know so like everyone uh, is is um, it, well everyone knows obviously you're intimately involved with the outdoor cooking channel for obvious reasons and there's no discussion 
on who has the most popular show here on this network. I mean, there's no reason to bring that up. But, uh, you know, big news getting ready to drop for you, an outdoor cooking channel. Can you let us in? What's happening? Well, I, I've been working real hard trying to, to get distribution. I, I don't, I've come out here and I've said that before. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been working hard on and it's going to materialize here definitely within the last next, or excuse me, within the next seven to ten days, uh, we will have Outdoor Cooking Channel will be on Roku. Wow. So um, I don't know if you're, not, if you're familiar with Roku. If you're not familiar with Roku, uh, it's an IPTV uh, set-top box. Um, it's in millions of uh, households. And, uh, you know, we're going to have Outdoor Cooking Channel on it. I mean, we're going to start off with, with essentially the uh, uh, video on demand, and um, we're going to try to get uh, live shows on there as quick as possible. Uh, we've, I have a number of – I've got testing I need to do with, you know, you uh, to, to get that done. And uh, and then we'll try to get the next step, you know, to get the uh, twenty four by seven scheduled uh, programming on there, like we're doing here. Um, after that, Kevin Bevington joining me here on the show. Um, Kevin, are you able to put a benchmark on where you're at now and what you could see in new potential numbers uh, when the Roku thing finally launches and happens? Well, I I've been told by those that are are in the know you know, with who I'm working with, um, on the Roku side, it's not with Roku, but, you know, and, and getting the channel there and, you know, they, they thought that, you know, we could have, uh, they were trying to prep me in terms of what kind of bandwidth costs I would have and so forth. So I will be looking for sponsors, but, uh, uh, you know, but they anticipated, you know, um, it to be a very popular channel. Um, so, um, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say a number here, on what I think it may do. But they were, they you know, they were trying to prep me with, like I said, bandwidth numbers, et cetera. So they were, they they thought it'd be pretty popular, and um, so it would. Uh, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're right. I mean, we'll go from there. But um, you know, but uh, but they thought that uh, uh, that we do real well, you know. So. I had I had to consider those costs, you know, I, and looking at it, I, I had to, you know, of course, the development costs, and you know, I'm a de- I'm a web developer, so uh, a lot of that work's being done by me. So, but um, which I I was able to save money there, you know, but uh, but in terms of you know bandwidth, I've got to pay that just like anybody else, you know. So that's what uh, that's what I got to worry about. Now, I mean, I don't think I'm going out on too much of a limb when I say that the vast majority of barbecue people probably don't have a a, a choker's grip on what IPTV is and, and, like, what kind of technology this is. Uh, you work in technology, as you alluded to, Kevin. Is this kind of like a preview in your estimation of what TV might be like in the future? Is this something where you're going to be able to just kind of... You know, on demand, pick and choose what you want to see, and and this is almost like we're getting a sneak peek into what TV might be like two, three, four, five years from now. I think so. I think uh, I I think people still prefer to have you know TV programmed for them. I mean, rather than on demand, that's my opinion. But I think you're going to see more of a um, a switch to a a la carte type scenario because. You know, people uh, aren't don't necessarily want 
you know, 150 channels or whatever. They want they want the ones that they watch all the time, and and uh, and and I think that that's where it's going to go. But I, I think the internet's going to play a big part in that in, in the. distribution of that. Oh, all right. Lost you there just for a second, but we got the tail end of that. Uh, Kevin Bevington joining me here on the show. Um, aside from the Roku news, Kevin, which is obviously very big and okay, there we go. You get that weak stuff out of here, Austin Carr. Internet connection problem. Everybody still got me? What the hell happened there? Don't know. Just dropped somebody real quick. We're trying to get Kevin back. I'm not sure exactly what happened. All right, everybody else is here on the... The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Oh, look at that. It's the happy spoon, ladies and gentlemen. Let me punch up to that. It's the happy spoon. There it is. See the happy spoon? Right there. Love the happy spoon. Um... I don't know if we're going to be able to get Kevin, but it looks like he's uh, died off there. I'm not sure exactly what happened. That's all right. So I don't know, guys, if you have a working knowledge of what Roku is or what it could be, but basically it's a little box, a little square box, and it's going to sit up on top of your television as long as you have a wireless Internet connection in your house. And most people do, right? You're going to be able to tap right in, use that. It connects right to your television. And literally, you would be able... I don't know how many people are actually streaming the show um, from their TV now, but you would actually have that ability. we got Kevin back. Uh, Kevin, aside yeah. from uh, the Roku that. stuff... That's all right. Aside from the Roku stuff, uh, you know what else is, is shaking out at uh, Outdoor Cooking Channel right now or, or things that we should be taking a look at? Well, I, I mean... Yeah, like I said, I've, I've been looking at distribution, and that's entirely what I've been looking at. I mean, as far as I've been working on new content as well, and that and that's and that's something that's that's an ongoing effort and uh, trying to get in. And uh, there's just not enough time in a day because uh, I just don't have enough time to put in, you know. But because uh, I got to make a living, but uh, uh, you know, we need, we need more content for so you know for, if there's any of you out there that uh, you have a flair for. Uh, for doing video and and want to get on and have the potential to get on in front of a lot of people, um, get in touch with me, and uh, we'll see we'll see if we can get you on. All right, so that is uh, Kevin Bevington. He is the creator of the Outdoor Cooking Channel, uh, coming to Roku soon. So be on lookout. Uh, and not expensive, you know, fifty bucks to start, uh, and like the highest level box goes up. It's only a hundred bucks, and it's a one time charge. It's not anything that's recurring. So as long as you have. You know, the high-speed Wi-Fi internet, that's all you need. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but perhaps more importantly at this time, he's the pitmaster of HomeBBQ.com. And will be trying to advance to the finals of the Sam's Club Series during the regional event in Hendersonville, Tennessee, this coming weekend. Uh, Kevin, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me, Greg. And uh, I, I get my fingers crossed hoping your, your karma uh, carries on this way. Right, Kevin, what's the one thing we know? It never fails, right? Yeah. Never. <laughs> we'll find out this weekend. All right. Uh, you hold me to it, and we'll talk to you soon. Good luck, buddy. All right. Thanks. And thanks for everyone for uh, for coming and uh, and coming over to the Outdoor Cooking Channel. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Kevin Bevington. 
HomeBBQ.com, and obviously, as you know, OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Or... We enjoy it here. What can I say? He's the guy that makes it happen. Thank you, Kevin, for giving me a little bit of a home here. As soon as I get uh, demanding, I'm going to charge you uh, syndication fees and uh, take you to the bank. Just kidding. Um, again, Roku, it starts at like 50 bucks for the box. Like literally this big. And uh, you set it right up next to your television. One port will go to the TV. It's probably an HDMI hookup. And then the other one, uh, and that's, well, then you power it. That That's it. So even the most technically non-savvy people have the ability. Oh, have have the ability to actually put it together and and watch it. on demand content on your big screen right here, Barbecue Central. Show. Are you kidding me? Come on, wouldn't want any of that. All right, speaking of things that you want, you know you want it. The Barbecue Guru, longest running sponsor of the show, and they are located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, and. And runner-up this past weekend at Sam's Club. Going down in the finals. Bob, way to go. Here's the deal. If you're looking for automatic temperature control devices, why are you about to look anywhere else? Forget about all this other crap that you see on the Internet. These are the people that have created the technology of automatic temperature control devices. Okay? Why would you buy from anywhere else? I have no idea why you would. Now, maybe you don't understand how these things work, but look, what if I could tell you that if you're a busy working professional or if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad and you love to barbecue, but you know that you are going to be running around all day taking the kids to school and you got to go grocery shopping, you got to get a haircut, and then you got to go to the DMV, so on and so forth, but you still want to have pork butt at dinner time. Great news. You can do it. Put it on at 630 after you get the kids up, set the guru to whatever temperature that you're going to be cooking at. And then, boom, you're off to do whatever you want, and the barbecue guru mines the pit temperature, keeps it right there where you have it set at. It's got a bunch of different models to choose from, so if you can't spend, you know, 300 bucks on a CyberQ Wi-Fi, you know, you can use a, a CyberQ2 or a DigiQ DX2 or the PartyQ. Easiest point of entry when it comes to automatic pit temperature control devices. I don't think there's any arguing that. It's 130 bucks, uh, one, 140 bucks for the ceramic style because you need a special... A fit on the vent at the bottom. But even then, I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? You call them on, or you can go online and find out everything you need to know, uh, thebbqguru.com, or you can call them 800-288-GURU. And please, if you're looking for a cook, look no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has obviously been winning in competition circuits, but it's also winning in backyards alike, so... Feel free to check that out as well. And you know the Onyx Oven is going to fit perfectly with any of the Guru attachments that you might get. So, again, it's 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Give them a call. They'll outfit with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough. Barbecue technology. I will come back with Scott Roberts to do a little sauce and rub review right after this. Uh, you jump in, too, if you want, 877-448-0433, or email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back.
smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Respecter. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox. Right, here we go. Here's the cutoff the arm. Ready? Wait. Oh. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. Awesome. If you don't like that, then you won't right, We are back. Eight. Eight seven seven four four eight. Well, green skiing fun, everybody. Um, eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Let's see. Like that, the people's cook. Uh, just been trusting my butcher. Who doesn't trust their butcher? All right. Uh, joining me now to make his monthly appearance for reviewing rubs and sauces. A Bonafide, self-admitted chili head, a guy that likes to review stuff, and he's very, uh, very good at it, I must say. We race over the hotline and bring up a monthly contributor friend of the show, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. Scott, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. How are you, Greg? Oh, shit, Scott, I forgot to put on my background on my green screen. No! Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, now I've, everybody can see it's all a farce now. What am I going to do? You're a tech guy. Just Scott pretend Hurley. that you wanted to make it green. How about that? Yes, that's right. It's a group. This is all done on purpose. Thank you, Scott. Exactly. You've got me out of a jam. <laughs> Plus, uh, everybody can now see the uh, Green Mountain Grills logo uh, that, because it's green, was suffering a little bit because of the green screen thing. I didn't really take that into consideration because, as we all know, I'm an idiot. Scott, before we get into the sauces and rubs, uh, what's new at... The scottrobertsweb.com. Have you eaten any uh, chilies or peppers that you would like to tell us about? Give me, give us the lowdown. No new chilies or peppers, uh, probably not in the past couple months. Uh, there is the new audio podcast. I know a couple years ago I tried to do the video show called the Weekly Firecast. It ended up being monthly and then yearly and whatever. Uh, I had been running with that for a while, and it's turning out pretty good. It's a combination of a lot of things that I'm into, the chili peppers, hot sauces, and barbecue. Uh, got some really good guests and features coming up and future episodes. So it's by no means a Barbecue Central radio show, Greg. I mean, you are still the best of course. at your little niche. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. But if people want to listen to that, they can go to my site, scottrobertsweb.com. There is a URL just for the podcast. It's called weeklyfirecast.com. I don't want to say that I noticed that there was probably a huge key component missing at the very, very front end of the audio podcast. (laughs) But nevertheless, we'll just gloss right over the top of that. I won't say that I'm offended that the girl is now introducing the show, whatever. Whatever, that's fine. I had I'll my run on the weekly. On the I had my run on the weekly firecast, and I was very happy to do it. All right, so uh, if you're interested in hearing Scott does a great show, by the way, it's it's well produced, um, and he talks well, and he makes good points, and he has good guests on. I've actually listened to all the episodes, Scott, in, in very secret hiding. Um, well, so thanks. if you're looking for something else, it's a little bit different, uh, but kind of along the same lines, and uh, evidently or absolutely, I would recommend. Uh, Scott's new uh, audio podcast as well. All right, first item up for bid on the show tonight, Knox Gourmet Sauce Chipotle, uh, sauce, 
Jeepers Creepers. Knox Gourmet Sauce Honey Chipotle Barbecue. Uh, and this is not exactly what I thought it was when I initially read Knox. This isn't Knox Spice. This no, is a, no, This no. is a different Knox. Yes. Okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about this bad boy. Okay, this is, and I have to say that all the sauces, I'm reviewing three sauces tonight, are all honey-based sauces. I didn't even notice that until I <laughs> just looked at the list here. Coincidence. Uh, it, I would say out of the three sauces, this is the only one that has any discernible honey flavor. Uh, it's super sweet, lightly smoky, uh, doesn't have much of any spiciness or heat from the Chipotle. I only get a little bit of the smokiness from it. It has a medium tomato tanginess, but all in all, it's a very good sauce if you like things that are just super-duper extra sweet. Do you like that? Uh, I do most of the time. Like, it, it, like it is that a ribs nice thing? Natural- like, usually you, you would uh, collate super sweet with something going well with the ribs. I mean, I'm not that guy. I'm never super sweet guy. I'm always vinegar and a little bit more tang or heat. Uh, but obviously sweet is something that wins the day on a lot of other people's palates. I would say so. And, of course, if it's too sweet, it, I found that you can compensate a little bit by having a little bit more saltiness or savoriness with your rub that you put on your meat beforehand. All right. What Did, did you try it on anything that you uh, thought it worked particularly well with? Uh, just chicken and pork I tried it. I did not try it on beef. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, none of them I tried tonight. I tried on beef. Sweet, uh, sweet but, beef is probably well. I don't ever associate good with sweet beef. I don't either. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. <laughs> when we're talking about food, I don't necessarily correlate sweet beef being good. Exactly. As long as you don't say deep beef tonight. Well, right, hot deep beef. Now, okay, so uh, Knox K N O X Knox Gourmet dot com is the place you can get it. Uh, what size and what price point? Uh, you can get a 12-ounce bottle for five ninety nine plus shipping. And the rating I would give for this uh, would have to be a backyard griller. Backyard uh, griller. All right, three out of five. So eh, probably not great. Uh, next item up for bid, Weber Real Molasses Barbecue Sauce Buzz and Honey. Look, Scott, let me ask you a question just between us two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not in, 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 in the... Uh, the naming of sauces business, I think we can both say, well, maybe you are. I know I'm definitely not. What the hell is going on with people with these sentences for what the hell they want to call their sauce? Knox's Gourmet Sauce, Honey, Chipotle, Barbecue, Weber's Real, Molasses, Barbecue Sauce, Buzz and Honey. What the hell? Keep it short and sweet. I, I think if they do keep it short, it will, I, I guess, conflict with other names. That are already out there, so they have to have some different variation. I don't want to read a paragraph for a sauce label. Forget it. Weber has what they call real molasses barbecue sauce. That's their line. The particular flavor is buzz and honey. Okay, so, well, I don't care. I just am in a bitching mood tonight, so we're going to bitch. Okay, so what do you think about it? Uh... I, I didn't know quite what to expect coming into this, and let me tell you, this is very, very weak crap. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can compare it to is ketchup. Ketchup. I, I would say ketchup would do better on a barbecue sauce than this. There's very little tomato flavor. It, all there is is this high-end sweetness and a slight tanginess, but it's 
It's more of a sugary sweetness than anything you get out of tomato paste. Uh, and after a look at the ingredients, there's ancho chili powder and garlic and spices and everything. I did not taste any of that in this. It's pure light sweetness. It's it's almost like a sugar and vinegar mixture. Uh, this did not go well with anything I tried this on. Nothing. I, I cannot recommend this at all. It, it was one of the worst. Could we say, hold on, uh, price point and uh, size first. Uh, 18 ounce bottle. Uh, you can find it at some, you know, retail outlets for two ninety nine. I mean, find it for really cheap. Uh, I would not be tempted to pick up a bottle of this if I were you guys, even if you see the lower price. Uh, even out of curiosity, uh, don't even bother. Don't it's even bother. Not that good. Not no. that good. Uh, all right, so what are we giving the rating? I would have to award this maybe a little bit above a rib boiler. A little bit? <laughs> Let, let's just say one and a half. All right, one and a half. Definitely something yeah. you're not going to want to get, though. No, no, I, I, I threw out the jar. We're, or, we're, I'm sorry, I threw out the bottle. We're avoiding at all costs. Exactly. Well, uh, every once in a while, these things, have, I mean, three bucks, right? I mean, what are we talking about at three bucks? Uh, I don't know. Go buy a, a, a cup of coffee instead. Sure. Go buy a cup of coffee. Advice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, something that everybody would like to have, a good cup of coffee. Um, now, the last item up for bid, Spicy World Honey Grill Garlic Q Sauce. Um, I'm hoping perhaps against hope, that uh, something better is going to be coming along on this uh, on this side. You know, I found this, of all places, in a Walmart Supercenter, uh, squeeze bottle, uh, made by Spice World. A lot of you people know, you know, they, they're the ones that make the, jar, the garlic in the jars. Uh, I did not have high hopes for this. Um, and maybe I was a little bit biased coming into it, thinking that this would be absolute crap. And I, I kept testing it out on different things, on barbecue, as a, even as a dip for chicken tenders, put it in a hamburger. And I, I do have to admit that I was prejudiced against it. I was wanting to really hate this. Uh, it is a super, super sugary and sweet sauce. It's, um, of course, the main ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. So if, if you're one of those people who doesn't like that, I guess avoid it for that. It's Does, extremely sweet, but since it has those little pieces of garlic in there, that was enough to make me really like it. Was it sweeter than uh, the first one, which was also overly sweet? I would say so, but in a different way. This is more of like a brown sugary type sweetness. So, um, so in a better but, way, not like the cheap, the cheap sweet, if you will. Yeah, yeah, in a different way. Uh, but it was that just the taste and a pungency, pungency and almost spiciness of the garlic that saved the day for this. And I ended up really liking it. Now, this won't be for everybody. Um, again, if you are not into the high fructose corn syrup, if you don't like extremely sweet barbecue sauces, stay away from this. I don't imagine any of you would like it. But if your palate kind of uh, tilts that way, I would give this a try. 
All right. Uh, what are we? Can, where can we get it at? Uh, size and price point. Uh, the website is spikeworldinc.com. Uh, you can find it at retailers out there. You can find it at Walmart. You can probably find it at a lot of places nationwide. It comes in a 24-ounce squeeze bottle, which, again, didn't give me high hopes for it. I got this for, I think it was around 4 bucks, and it just happened to work in a weird way for me. So I would have to give this something between a backyard griller and a top 10 call. Wow. It's funny how, you know, the initial thoughts get you going one way, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, well, maybe not too bad. Yeah, which is what we have here. Spice World Honey Grill Garlic Q Sauce. The Weber Real Molasses Barbecue Sauce Buzz and Honey, which uh, is obviously the, the low taker on tonight's show. Uh, Knox's Gourmet Sauce Honey Chipotle Barbecue. So it sounds like that uh, the winner of tonight is the uh, the Spice World Honey Garlic Q Sauce. I would say so. Yes. Is it is it is it kind of a neck and neck, or just finished by a nose, or is, is the Spice World uh, even that much better than the Knox Gourmet Sauce? I would say just win by a nose over the Knox. It's a totally different sauce. You know, the, the Spice World has the strength of the garlic. Uh, the Knox one is pretty good, I guess. General. Really sweet, honey-tasting, smoky sauce. All right. Uh, Scott Roberts joins us here every month. You can find him and keep up with him at scottrobertsweb.com. Don't forget he does have uh, the podcast that is going over very well right now on the audio side as well. So check it out if you want to get a little barbecue flavor and some uh, hot sauce stuff and some good interviews as well. Scott, always appreciate the time each and every month. And uh, we'll look for you again, believe it or not. I can't believe I'm going to say this. In October. What? Stuff out of oh my! Where is the year gone, Scott? Wasn't it just the Fourth of July? I swear it was just the Fourth. It was. Wasn't <laughs> it just May? What does that mean? We're getting old when we start talking about. Wasn't it just? Oh, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Forget it. All right, Scott. Always appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next month. Okay. Thank you, Greg. There appreciate you go, it. Scott Roberts. I think that I think that is the sign of getting old is when you talk about. Um, doesn't it? Doesn't it just seem like uh, as long as I have a bowel movement and the food is hot, I'm going to be okay today. It's <laughs> my old man voice right there. Thank you. Get that big stuff out of here. Man, I was. I was floating in space a little bit there. Watch it. Put the sky behind me and it's like I'm floating in air or some crazy stuff like that. Um, that is Scott Roberts, scottrobertsweb.com. Again, uh, what we reviewed tonight, uh, Knox's Gourmet Sauce Honey Chipotle Barbecue, which was eh, Weber's Real Molasses Barbecue Sauce, Buzz and Honey, which was no good, and the Spice World Honey Grill Garlic Q Sauce. And, of course, you know, I'm going to go ahead and preface with every reviewer that I have or when I review something. I mean, if it even sounds remotely good to you and you know you have access to it, this is just a benchmark. You know, we don't want to go out and do crazy buying on stuff that is just crap. But you got to trust your palate. And sometimes things are going to be good and sometimes things are going to be bad. Whatever. All right, gang. A lot of you people out there are doing this pellet cooker thing. And I can't wait to talk about Meathead. I'm going to ambush Meathead with a subject right off the top of our segment about 1014. He doesn't even see coming. Didn't even talk to him about it. 
But a lot of people are using pellet cookers nowadays. I have one. And the first thing that I did was get on the horn with Candy Weaver at Barbecuer's Delight uh, because they're widely considered to be the pellet resource for pellet-fired cookers. That's right. Uh, whether you're on the competition trail like a number of my guests and the people in the chat room or if you're just a backyard hack like me, folks choose Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. You should give them a try as well. And you can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. That's bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas, grill, or charcoal smoker by grabbing a cast iron pot option. You buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets, you go the one-third cup into the pot, and then place it into your cooker or grill. Let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. It doesn't get any easier than that. Here are some really fun parts of wood pellets. They're made, they're compressed, they generate heat. So if there's any contaminants in there, boom, sterilized. Thank goodness, right? Absolutely. And you don't have to soak them in water first, so you don't have to mess around with any of that. And you can blend them. You can throw some oak, some cherry, some sassafras, some hickory, wood-soaked, some charcoal pellets on top of there. Lost my arm. And you're off and running, right? You can repeat, very easy to use. And when you have the pellet-fired cooker, remember, it's two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood to get you that BTU burn and the wood smoke flavor that you're looking for. So do yourself a favor. Grab some Barbecuers Delight pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all the flavors they have. Stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks and get to Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition barbecue cooks and backyard hacks like me bbqrsdelight.com that's uh, barbecuers delight all right i will wrap up the first hour and then we'll uh, shoot to the second your calls and emails survey tuesday as well stick around we'll be right back Advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. Like kid on Christmas or what? Get over it. Uh, 877-448-0433, Greg at WBQCentralShow.com. Uh, thanks again to Kevin Bevington. He was my first guest tonight. We talked about uh, his going down to, well, that would be up and over, to Hendersonville, Tennessee for the regional qualifier to get down to the finals. So we'll see. Uh, he's a guy that I would not count out. Um I, I guess for as long as uh, a layoff as, as people want to say that he has had uh, six months in between. Go if you don't know, like go back and do some research, see where he's been, see all that he has won. And again, I mean, I know I say it almost every time when he's been on the show, but there was a definitive point in time where home was probably the most competitive and winningest team on the circuit. 
because Kevin was, well, dominating Florida Barbecue Association. He was also president for a couple of years. Uh, one FBA team of the year five years in a row. And then there were at least two years of that where he was also top five in KCBS. And I remember talking to him saying, hey, you know, what do you think the chance of hitting team of the year KCBS, team of the year FBA? Uh, obviously, we definitely talked about that. And that was a goal that he was shooting for, but uh, didn't end up having it. And of course, um, you know, had some health problems, had to step out for a little bit, get right with that. And now, you know, getting back and more and more into the competition circuit. So, you know, if, if I if Barbecue Central was going to be getting a team together, I would be ringering in Kevin Bevington. I would be flying him up. He would be my secret pitmaster, and we would we would never say a nay word about it. Let me go back to this real quick. Uh, thanks again to uh, ThermoWorks for the new Sunrays color. Super fast, as it says, super fast thermopen, and then of course uh, to uh, meat rakes. For the meat rakes, look at these; they're great. Can't wait to try those out. Um, we're going to point to the second hour. In that hour, Meathead Goldwyn. If you didn't get the newsletter, we're going to be talking to him about is meat sweeter. Closer to the bone, you know, you always hear that uh, old wives' tale. The meat is sweeter closer to the bone. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, getting meat up to room temperature. We also might talk about infrared grills. And uh, there was something else that I'm uh, not going to be remembering right now, but that's all right. Always a lots to talk about with Meathead. Uh, we're going to try the video with meat. The video starts to crap out which typically it does with him for whatever reason, uh, we will revert back to landline. So, what can I tell you? Uh, 877-448-0433. That's the phone number if you want to call in. Uh, Greg at com. That's the email address. Uh, we'll go ahead and review Survey Tuesday. Uh, we'll get into some second takes as well here in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to go and replenish my drink. You can do the same and look forward to the second hour. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty four wieners. Listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> 
You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. I'm in space. And no, I'm not. Ow, get off my head. All right, here we go, oh, ladies and gentlemen, 877-448-0433. That's right, top men have allowed me to take part in the second hour. <clears throat> uh, if you missed the sauces and rub that, uh, well, it was all sauces that Scott reviewed. Again, it's a Knox Gourmet Sauce Honey Chipotle Barbecue. Weber Real Molasses Barbecue Sauce Buzz and Honey, which was not good. And the Spice World Honey Grill Garlic Q Sauce. So uh, be sure to check those out. Thanks again to Scott Roberts. All right, Survey Tuesday questions. Here we go. Most disappointing restaurant you ever ate at? Um, man, most disappointing restaurant I ever ate at. I think for me, and I've only been there once, it was the uh, the Hard Rock Cafe in Tower City. I mean, bad. Question number two, best app on your smartphone. Best app on my smartphone. What's the one I use the most? Oh, I know what it is. It's Haytel. H-E-Y-T-E-L-L. Do you have it? Haytel. If you have Haytel, um, email me your number. We can Haytel. It's like a walkie-talkie, right? Freaking fun. Love Haytel. Haytel and my wife. Haytel and our family friends. Kids, whatever you gotta, gotta, gotta get Haytel. Try it out; you'll love it. Uh, question number three: Call of the Wild Man, Kook or Cool? For me, Kook. What? Please tell me you've seen this guy. Have you seen this guy? Um, the deep woods or the outback or the backwoods of Kentucky or wherever they term it, uh, dude. No offense, but if Phil White is saying this guy's a kook, he's a kook. <laughs> Phil, don't hit me. Got meat rakes. Um, he is chasing animals. Well, evidently, his claim to fame is that you know he caught a, a snapping turtle when he was like nine or whatever. And uh, now he is having a reality TV crew follow him around. Uh, people call him to... Uh, alleviate pests from their house uh, pests range from firefight uh, firefighters um insects to uh, turtles to snakes to raccoons to skunks uh, you name it this guy goes after him and it is all bare hands pretty much and as he says uh, live action <laughs> whatever he says that's what he says right live action this is live action. <laughs> I'll work on it. Um, I think he's a kook. My wife thinks he's cool. So we watch him together, and I sit there and make fun of him, and my wife thinks he's cool for doing what he does. And he gets paid with, like, you know, <laughs> Andy's hot. 
It's not hot. Uh, let me mention, uh, not this past weekend, but uh, the weekend before, Billy Carroll, pitmaster of Do-Rag Q and friend of the show, won Grand Champion. He has been in the studio a few times as well. Congrats to you and the team, Bill. Uh, he also finished 18th overall uh, this past Saturday at the Decatur JC's Riverfest in uh, Decatur, Alabama, uh, by Huntsville, Alabama, um, by uh, Phil. Also, wanted to wish happy belated birthday to my sister Kate, whose official birthday was the 13th. I apologize. So happy birthday, Kate. Uh, week late and change. Now, uh, for those keeping track at home of Three Eyes Barbecue, don't be fooled like I was. Uh, there's a team out there that f- did compete in Chesapeake called the Three Eyes Barbecue Heavy, not not Three Eyes Barbecue, not Dantix, not Mother Chicken and the rest of the guys, not them. Uh, but for those keeping track of Three Eyes Barbecue, they won again this past weekend in Massachusetts. These guys are on a freaking tear and show no signs of cooling off, really making a push for Team of the Year and peaking at, like, the right time. So continued congratulations and success to Dan Hickson and the gang over three eyes. Very impressive year that they're putting together. Another win. Uh, Look, I don't know if I'm correct in the math, but geez, I think they've won 10 grand championships this year. Maybe 11. And it it must be like 10 or 11 out of the last um, 13 or 14. I mean, they are winning. Um, so look, I do not want to be competing up against them. You're not on the camera. Yes. Do it. Ooh, gang. Too bad for you. That's all I got to say. Um, next week on the show, Danny Kugel from Pitbulls Up and Smoke. We'll be talking to him. He was supposed to be part of the, uh, pork round table last week, but had a severe case of food poisoning and couldn't join us. So uh, we're going to talk to him, Danny Kugel. Also, coming up next week, we have uh, Jim Shaheen from the Washington Post, and we also have uh, Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Big news to announce. Uh, This isn't necessarily qualifying, you know, talking regional or final stuff for him, although I'm sure we'll touch on it. This is much bigger than that in regards to competition barbecue itself. So we'll look forward to that next week's show. I want to credit John Dawson for this particular piece of information. I wanted to get this out last week as well, but again, forgot that I was doing the pork butt roundtable because I'm an idiot. Uh, Dateline, Los Angeles, California, September 10th, uh, 2010, so we're a little bit more than a week behind. Red Varden Studios, a Los Angeles-based television production company, is currently casting nationwide for dynamic individuals, families, groups, and businesses for a national television project. Ideal characters for this project are passionate about the sport of barbecuing and are overall barbecue fanatics. Do you or someone you know barbecue for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Has your business brought its own distinct flavor to the American tradition of barbecuing? You can, are you distinguishable enough to captivate a national television audience? <laughs> We're now casting for barbecue enthusiasts that reside anywhere in the United States of America. Canada, beat it. Although on-camera experience is not required, 
all candidates must have big personalities. That means big personalities. It uh, doesn't mean that you're fat. Although, uh, again, on-camera experience not required. All candidates must have big personalities and be comfortable speaking on camera. Unique personalities are a must. To be considered, candidates should submit the following to, uh, here's the email address, rv, like Victor, S R V S casting at yahoo.com. And really, uh, nothing screams professionalism than having at yahoo.com be your email address. What? Photographs of all potential candidates, both group photos and individual photos of each candidate, describe the roles or jobs of each candidate, the person's story, uh, the personal story of each candidate, and uh, why the stories would make for a compelling television. And what city, state they currently reside in, and include contact information. Uh, a little bit about the studio. Red Varden Studios is a television and film production company founded five years ago. Red Varden develops and produces scripted and non-scripted content for studio broadcasts, network, cable networks, syndication, digital media outlets within such genre as documentaries, reality TV shows, game shows, viral videos, comedies, dramas, and independent live action. Live action! And animated feature films. Since the launch of the company, Red Varden has produced two seasons of the series The Outsiders, sorry, The Othersiders for the Cartoon Network and solo projects for TLC Oxygen Cartoon Network, Reels Channel, and Fremantle Media. Anyway, so if you are looking to get on television, because a lot of people in the barbecue world are dying to get on television, and some of us already have on-camera experience weekly. I don't want to be part of that. Uh, but if you want to, again, the uh, email address to send your interest, RVS, Roy Victor Chinook, rvscasting at yahoo.com. If you want to do that. Maybe you don't. It's up to you. Get on that TV. I can guarantee you this. You get on that television show, I'll have you on the show. We'll talk about it. You can't tell me no, because I told you about it. So thanks again to John Dawson for that heads up. A public service announcement to all the barbecue brothers and sisters from our show sponsor, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jules. Talk about Steve. Come over here. You talk about Steve. You tell him what a great person. I I, I was going to put my wife on the phone, but she just would go way over the two minutes and 30 seconds I have allotted to talk about Steve. And here's the deal, really. Um, if you have a... If you have a man. If you're a man, you know, there's not a lot of things that we can wear that add a little pep, little sparkle to what we have going on every day, but I can tell you what will. What a nice, finely crafted timepiece from Stephen DeFranco Drew. The Accutron line, the Seiko line... Citizens line. He's got the cottage watch maker of uh, Philip and Company. You know, they all seem maybe a little out of reach when we're talking about price points. But look, you're staring at the retail price. And here's the one thing I can tell you guys when you're talking to Stephen DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, the last thing you're going to be paying is retail. So here's what you want to do you head on over to his website, Stephen DeFranco, D I, StephenDeFranco.com. And you check out the inventory, go to the watches. He does have an assorted, a veritable cornucopia of other jewelry there, too, but I'm a watch guy. And you check out, once you find what you like, pick up the phone, 440-943-2700. That's 
943-2700. And you tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister. You tell them what you like. And then you say, Steve, I want the real price. Look, you're dealing with the guy who owns the freaking company. So you're not talking to some schmuck or some guy that's going to go, I don't know anything about that show or what's a barbecue brother. You ask for Steve. You have the guy that owns it. He's the guy that's advertising here. He's sponsoring the show. He's more than happy to help you out. So why aren't you going to take advantage of that? StephenDefranco.com. And then once you find what you like, 440-943-2700. It's absolutely fantastic. Now, imagine getting two watches for the price of one. That's what I did. I got an Accutron level watch, which is the high end of Bolivar, and I got a Precisionist, which is the middle of the line. Combined price for two less than what the Accutron was. All by itself. You do the math. 440-943-2700 or stephendefranco.com. But you got to call and ask for Steve. We're coming back with Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, coming back 14 past the hour. 877-448-0433, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with the show. Who doesn't love the show? It's one of the best shows going on television right now. Uh, well, television or the internet, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what people call it these days. Now, I know when you hear this song, there's only one thing you can think of. And after you think of vomiting, you think of our next guest. Can't can't hurry hurry no, you just have to wait. He said, come easy. It's a game of time and time. You can't you know who it is. No, Meathead. You just have to wait. Meathead, how are you, buddy? I'm great. How's the Cleveland Cavalier of Barbecue tonight? Um, absolutely fabulous tonight, Meathead. And, uh, you know, we always have a little fun with that song. And it's really become like the, the, there's only two people. In the history of this show, who have theme songs, you're one, and uh, <laughs> Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy is the other. I mean, I know how Ray got his. I'm still a little unsure how we got you a theme song, but that's all right. Um, so uh, it's 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 a very it's a yeah it's a very elite company. It's a club that many people want to get into, and they're fielding emails all over the place. Um, we got a lot to I talk think you, about. Uh, boogie real well. You know, you should not be on the uh, barbecue reality show. You should be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I've, from your lips to God's ears, Meathead, absolutely. Now, uh, we got a lot of things to cover tonight. And um, I wanted to ask you about this first. first. I, I'm going to ambush you here. So, uh, guns up, sun's out, guns out, as I like to say here in Cleveland. Uh, all right. Now, Meathead, have you seen the, uh, I'm going to call it the emergence of these traditional barbecue events that are coming up here over the next few weeks and or months? Uh, everyone cooks the same meat. No pellet cookers allowed. No auto pit temperature control devices allowed. Some requiring that everyone cook on the same style of pit to level uh, the playing field even more. 
And let me read you something, and then would love to get your input here. And I want to credit uh, Ben Lobenstein for kind of pointing me over here, but I think you'll enjoy this read. This was posted by Josh Ozerski. I have no idea who he is. Uh, you probably know who he is because he's a writer. Uh, this was on the Rachel Ray blog talking about the Bare Bones Barbecue Contest, which will take place actually this weekend in Oakland, California, I believe. And he writes this, and I quote, The game, when he's talking about competition barbecue, the game has become corrupt. It's become about specialty equipment, about pellet cookers and automated fans, remote smartphone thermostats and vacuum tumblers. The art of smoking meat, so pristine and primal a skill, has become shrouded in fraud and technology as the meat it buries in foil and margarine. It has gotten away from the true path. And then he goes on to talk about uh, the call for bare bones barbecue contest and all this crap. Uh, we have talked about barbecue snobbery and technology and, mm -hmm. and so on more than once or 50 times on the show. And here it is now. What some might take as a grassroots movement to get back to the traditional values and or ways of what some to consider to be barbecue. Your thoughts, Meathead, and remember, we are an election year. So I just want to caution you there as well. <laughs> what do you think about that when you when you hear that? And, and, and you are seeing some of these contests come about now. 47% of us use foil. Uh, well, um, I, I know I do. Never mind. That's a, that's a, um, a, a political joke. Um, okay. Uh, well, first of all, Josh Ozerski writes for Time Magazine, and he's a fine writer, and he knows a lot about food and meat. All right. Uh, I mean, there's some good phrasing in that uh, little. Uh, I love reading just it. Read. Absolutely. He 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 writes often about grilling and barbecue. He is not a barbecue and grilling expert. He and I have talked about this project, and I encouraged him. I didn't uh, do anything more than uh, encourage him. Uh, I know of another one happening. I think uh, Sterling Ball at Big Papa Smokers yes. is behind it. I just talked to him last and, week um, about his. Yep. Yep, and. Uh, the uh, Kingsford Championship coming up in November down in Missouri, uh, which will include the winners of uh, the Royal and uh, Memphis in May and uh, the John Marcus's TV show and uh, the Barbecue Pitmasters and a few other competitions is going to do something like that. Not quite. I think it's a really interesting approach. Um you know me. I'm the furthest one from a snob, and uh, yes, I use every gadget that I can get my hands on. I play <laughs> with it. You were showing off the uh, Thermapen. Take a look at this. This is also by Thermaworks, and this is my favorite. Now, see if you can see the tip of this baby here. Let me get my hand behind it. And I, I can't believe like I'm going to. I can't believe I'm going to say this, Meathead. But uh, show me the tip. Oh my god. It's smaller than the Thermapen tip, and yep. check this out. It removes Whoa. and you can plug in other probes. Um, I have a lot of information about this, not surprisingly, on the thermometer page of my website. This is an uh, um, is a uh, a pit probe. Let me get it. It's got a decent background. Yep. Um, and um, well smoked. It, it's flexible. It's flexible. Yeah, it's all dirty from smoke. Um, and uh, it can go in the pit. Um, there's these are called K connectors, and there are millions of them. But we're digressing. Um, uh, they're really, really nice. They're my favorites. It reads faster than the thermopan and makes a smaller hole, and it's lighter weight. And you can put like 
three probes in and just get one of the meters and move from probe to probe. Um, so in any case, I like the idea. Um, I like the, the, the idea of the KCBS. I like the idea of having people um, compete and demonstrating their ability to tend their fires, um, to um, um, test their meat. I Maybe just by touch and feel. I don't know. Are they going to let them use thermometers? Are they going to let them use clocks? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's fun. I mean, it, you know, it's for, for people who follow car racing, it's a lot like IROC, you know. Everybody drives the same car. That's a cool idea. It's a bit of a problem in that some people may not have any familiarity. I mean, what if everybody had to use a Weber camera? Right. That, that could cause a lot of agony out there. But, hey, you know, I, one can make the argument that if you can't use a Weber kettle, you're not much of a griller or a pit master. I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to see several of them this year. I think there's a reason for it. I think people are a little upset like Josh is with all technology and blowers and uh, uh, margarine and other stuff. And they want to see cooks go back to basic old-fashioned southern barbecue. All right, so here's what we're going to have to do, Meathead, because you're starting to cut out a little bit, and I'm not even going to mess around with this. Uh, so I'm going to uh, dump you here and then call you. On my, on my land phone? Yes, the number that you gave me, which is going to be held in strict confidence. Okay. All right, I'll call you right back. Okay. Not even going to mess around with this today. Uh, add a phone number. Oh, I got to go. Uh, uh, bear with me here, folks. Boom, boom. Here we go. See, I did, I did remember to put the background. I'm on. back. All right, Meathead. Sorry about that. Um, I love this confidential phone call. You, you can see it being typed on the screen. <laughs> oh, you could. God, son of a bitch. <laughs> Let the prank uh, phone geez. calls uh, ensue. I'm sorry about that. I forgot to change screens. Randy's going to be calling me in the middle of the night now. Absolutely. Let the uh, let the payback of uh, karma's a bitch, uh, meathead, as they say. <laughs> no, we're on good terms now. I like good. the idea, and I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. And uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be a judge at the Kingsford event, so uh, I'm really interested in seeing how... It plays out, um, uh, you know, should be fun. All right, so let's move on to some of the stuff that we're actually supposed to be talking about there uh, instead of being ambushed like that. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that you hear time and time again, and I think if you actually go back through the annals of all of my barbecue roundtables, uh, one of the, I think it was the, uh, the pork butt roundtable, one of my panel members specifically said, that he believes that meat closer to the bone is sweeter. You know, it's it's sweeter towards the bone. Uh, what do you know about this? I know you've been uh, doing a little research, and we have some pictures to show. So if you kind of want to, you know, guide me through or tell me what picture to put up and while you're talking, I'll be more than sure. happy to do that. 
Sure. Um, well, um, if the regulars know that I have uh, a physicist on retainer, Dr. Blonder, I now have a meat scientist on retainer, uh, Dr. Antonio Yomata, and that's the hat I was wearing. He calls himself the meat geek. Meat geek. Um, and and uh, he is uh, one of the guys who uh, created the flat iron steak which had never been heard of until, what, I don't know, about 10 years ago, and they oh. found it buried deep in the shoulder of the steer. Um, and also the Las Vegas strip steak, which uh, is another uh, a muscle from the shoulder. Um, and that made a lot of news earlier this year when he introduced it. And uh, so I went to him with this question and some preconceived notions, and uh, we spent some time, some money, getting to the <laughs> bottom of the question. First of all... Um, Let's get wet cooking out of the way first. Wet cooking? If you take the beef ribs and throw them in a slow cooker or a brazier of some sort um, or a stew pot, there is no question that the bone contributes massively to the liquid by the dissolution of the marrow um, and also the uh, connective tissues that surrounds the bone. But when it comes to dry cooking, like barbecue and grilling, there really isn't much, if any, contribution to flavor. Now, the bone does have thermal effect, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's, when we're talking about the contribution to flavor, let, you got that cross-section of the bone that, uh, I have, that I sent you a picture of? It's, got, it's, it's a bone cut in half. Can you throw that up on the screen? Uh, I have one with sheath, but then I have uh, one also that has like the compact bone and the marrow. Yes, and, that's it. The one right. with the compact and the marrow and the, um, uh, Yellow the red marrow. marrow. Yep. There yeah. we go. Um, this is a cross-section of a femur, which is a leg bone. Um, and, and it's different than other bones because all bones vary. But um, if you look at the compact bone, that is the outer calcium layer, and it is pure calcium. And calcium does not dissolve much when you're cooking. In fact, it dissolves very little when you're cooking in dry cooking, which would be barbecue or grilling. Uh, it's pretty darn solid, and it's pretty darn non-porous. So any of the marrow flavor is not going to get through. It's stuck inside of the hollow of the bone. Now, the marrow is in two categories. There's yellow marrow, which is almost all fat and uh, a little bit of collagen. Um, and uh, if you roast a bone like this, you get what they used to call prairie butter. You just get the most succulent, rich, spreadable uh, beef fat, uh, which is wonderful on a um, on a on a uh, crust of bread. Um, you can mix it with breadcrumbs and garlic and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, then the other part is the part that a lot of us are familiar with. You see it most in uh, the ends of the bones, um, and that is the spongy red marrow. Go back. Oh, yeah. There. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Let's show the food again. There you <laughs> Sorry. go. Switch forward. Yep. That's it. That's beef, beef marrow uh, mixed with some garlic and some herbs and stuff spread on a crusty bread. And that is really marvelous stuff. If you've never had it, go to your butcher, ask for a, um, a leg bone midsection, cut in half, and just roast it on your grill or in your oven for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And that, okay, you can go back to the cross section again. Right. That 
yellow marrow just melts, and then you spread it on the. Uh, the other fun things, I have an article about it. I just put it up on the website today um, uh, and about things to do with the yellow marrow. But the red marrow is kind of honeycomb-like, and you've all seen it. If, if you get a bone-in ribeye, usually it's not a full bone. They have to split the bone. And if you look at it, it's got this honeycomb-like, and it's very common on the ends of bones. And that's where the stem cells are that make blood. And um, uh, often, what you've seen, okay, when you cook ribs, um, the ends of the bones often turn black because there's just a little blood still trapped in that spongy marrow, and it turns black. And we've talked before about the fact that the liquid that comes out of your meat is not blood. Right. It's, it, it's myoglobin. Blood would be black and coagulate. Well, there is a little bit of blood left in the bones sometimes, and you can really see it. Anybody who's cooked ribs has encountered it coming out. So you have this marrow, and none of that really gets out into the meat. It can't get into the meat, even on a ribeye. Show the ribeye. You got a ribeye picture I yep. think I sent you. Give me one second here. I'll go ahead and get yeah, that. Yep. Uh, oh, not the ribeye. Yep, here it is. Boom. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know if everybody can see the top. Uh, yeah, there it is. Okay, the top. That's a typical ribeye. They had to split the bone, but you've all seen this. Now, the picture doesn't show it all that well, but that bone is all honeycomb. There's little or no um, flavor from that marrow coming out and getting through that calcium layer. So it's really not entering into the meat. It's not flavoring the meat at all. One of the other things, completely off topic, I want to point out, though, is this is, I think, a beautifully cooked ribeye where the surface is almost uniformly dark brown. Yeah. Notice there are no grill marks. I don't want grill marks on my ribeyes. I want everything the color of the grill mark. That's another topic. Okay, now, let's get on to the other picture that shows the sheath of the bone after I ate this piece of meat. <laughs> You can see this it, 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 over under the word collagen. You've all seen this. You've all encountered this, particularly around a rib bone on, a be, uh, on beef. There is a sheath surrounding that bone. That's mostly collagen. And it can melt a little bit, but this is really more tough. It's more grisly. And, again, it doesn't, even if it does melt a little bit and form gelatin, that gelatin will not travel. It will not go through meat fibers. It will not penetrate the meat. So the idea that if you leave the rib bone in the ribeye, it's going to make the whole piece of steak better is absurd. It just can't go beyond a millimeter into the meat. But it can possibly make the meat near the bone a little different than the meat away from the bone. But it's really, really minimal. And I called up um, the food scientist at Texas A&M to ask him about this. I spoke with uh, Professor Savile, and some of you who may have taken the uh, barbecue classes down there know him. He's the leader of the meat science section of the Department of Animal Sciences at Texas A&M. And he said, quote, we do have some national data about tenderness, juiciness, and flavor of bone-in and boneless ribeye and strip steaks, but the differences were very small. I believe that cooking these steaks with the bone helps to form them 
so that they are more uniform in thickness when cooked, and it protects the lean, that's the rest of the meat, from being overcooked. So he's seeing two benefits, and that is it helps make it uniform thickness. It holds its shape um, so it doesn't sort of flatten out. And the other is protects the lean from being overcooked. Now, we're talking about a physical effect here. The bone actually acts like a thermal barrier. Think of a pizza stone. Um, if you put a pizza stone in a hot oven, it's going to start off really cold. You put the pizza on there, the top of the pizza is going to cook, but not the bottom. You've got to preheat that stone, then you put the pizza in, and the bottom of the pizza is going to get crispy. All right, now think about a big old rib roast, a standing rib roast with the beef ribs still attached. Normally, it gets its name standing rib roast because you stand it on those bones. Now you have a heat barrier between the bottom of the grill or the oven and the meat. So it's actually, and, and that honeycomb is like styrofoam. It's an insulator, and there's a lot of liquid. So it's protecting the meat from the heat. So it's heating all around up above, but not from below. So the meat next to that bone is going to be less cooked. So you're going to have uneven cooking. You're going to have it cooked perfectly as you want it with your thermometer in the center, but then when you start to carve it down closer to the bone, it's going to be undercooked or less cooked. You may like that, you may not. Personally, I like my meat all cooked properly and evenly around as best I can, and so I like to remove those bones, and I make beef ribs on the side, and then I can get the seasoning on all sides, because those bones can cover up to a third of the surface area of a bone-in ribeye, and so everybody loves the crust. If you got a good spice rub for beef ribs, you want to get as much crust as you can, so I like to remove the bones and cook them separately. So you have several different things going on here. Um, you, 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 you've got um, um, uh, the marrow, but it really doesn't get out. Even if you split the bone, the marrow is not spilling out. Um, you've got calcium, which isn't porous. You've got that sheath of connective tissue, which is grisly. Only a little bit's going to melt, and it won't travel more than a millimeter or two. Um, so. Um, I, I think that this is a myth that it's pretty well busted, unless you're making a stew or a braise. Now, oh, of course, we have to address the issue of pork shoulder. Um, pork shoulder often has that little P-shaped bone that's yep. in there, um, and uh, people say you've got to absolutely leave it in. Um, but if you follow my descriptions and logic here, you can see that it's really not doing much. And especially, you're cooking it up to 190, 200, not like a prime rib where you're only cooking it up to 130 or 140 um, so, or, or less. Um, so it's even pretty much throughout. That bone is just not adding any flavor. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and it's so deeply embedded and it's so small, it's not providing much thermal impact at all either. It's just that if you take it out, the whole damn thing falls apart. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, um, you know, where I, I was making mention of a guy saying that it was, you know, sweeter to the bone and pork shoulder, 
you know, when you buy a bone less, you're going to have to tie it up or it's going to fall apart. But when you cook it, right. you know, bone in, it's going to at least stay in that uh, square shape throughout the duration of the cook. And then you pull it, you pull out the bone, and then you're done. Um, what about chicken? Same thing with chicken, or is that yeah? Different? I see Dave's question. Dave, good question. Um, all right. Well, on chicken, it, it's a really uh, interesting situation. Chicken bones are much more different. Are, are much different. They're more pliable. But you have pretty much the same thing, except look at that rib cage. I mean, why does everybody like sucking on that rib cage? Because the connective tissue between the ribs, that's almost all there is, is connective tissue between the ribs. Um, think about pork ribs, beef ribs. Um, if, if your ribs didn't have muscle and tissue in between them, they'd be like the tines of a fork. And, and, and they wouldn't give you much protection. So we are designed with this tough connective tissue and muscle and fat. It's called intracoastal or between the bones. Um, and that's why ribs generally are best when cooked low and slow. It gives the chance for the fats and the collagens to uh, render and liquefy um, and makes it very rich and succulent. Uh, and, and, uh, um, uh, and, and it's a similar effect on the chicken. Um, it also provides a bit of a barrier against evaporation um, because uh, we want moist meat. So bone-in or bone-out chicken breast um, uh, it can, can have a minor effect, but one of the nice things about chicken breast is, is if you season it on all sides, um, you you know those those bones are really good for and in fact beef bones and rib bone I mean I, I bone and ribeye for me the best reason to cook, cook bone and ribeye is I love to gnaw on that bone. Oh, absolutely, Meathead Goldwyn joining us here on the show. Uh, you can find him at amazingribs.com. Uh, we're going to step away real quick and we'll come back with uh, some more talk with Meathead. Uh, quickly, gang, let me tell you about uh, one of the longest-running sponsors of the show, Fred Bernardo, the gang over Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, you know, we talk about it all the time on the show, right? You're going to be buying something online, if it's barbecue-related, if it's grilling-related. If you don't have somebody that you can go to and vet and verify that the company that you're dealing with is legitimate, that they have stuff in stock, that they're going to give it to you for the price that they say they're going to give it to you. There's a lot of things you need to take consideration. And that's why I always recommend when people ask me, and it happens 50 times a week through email and phone calls and all this other stuff, where should I buy this thing or where should I buy that thing? One-stop shop called TastyLicksBBQ.com. Go over there and quickly peruse what they have in stock, and they have pretty much everything in stock if you need it. And then... Know this. Know this. They have one of the most complete and wide-sweeping and ranging inventories on the face of the earth when it comes to barbecue and grilling products. Everything that is on the website is in stock, and it's ready to ship to you directly. And again, there might be some other places you can buy some stuff cheaper, but you don't know if you're going to get it. You don't know how long it's going to take to ship to you. You can feel confident that when you're dealing with Tasty Licks, that A, it's in stock, and it's going to ship to you promptly, and the price is fair. Now, they carry grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all of that, Fred carries many of the other sponsors of this show as well in his store. So it's almost like you're doing a two-for-one. You're shopping at a sponsor. You're buying sponsors' products. Best of both worlds. And don't forget that they also have their own 
Casey Licks lines of sauces and rubs are doing very well in the competition circuit this year, too. So head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. Let the confidence exude from you as you make your purchases online. And then enjoy your items upon delivery. Don't forget that Fred and the gang, they're to help you after the sales will if you need it. TastyLicksBBQ.com. We're back with Meathead Goldwyn in just a few seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, welcome back. Almost uh, 20 minutes till the top of the hour, and we're talking with Meathead Goldwyn about meat being sweeter, the bone, all that great stuff. So I think we pretty much um, covered that particular topic. Is there anything else that you wanted to add as we uh, put well, a bow on this? I'm going back through the um, um, uh, the message board. I'm seeing some interesting questions. Um, uh, Nibble, uh, Chris, says um, he's wondering about pork chop T-bones uh, in pork chops. And my suspicion, Chris, is that um, they're better closer to the T-bone because they're less cooked, and most of us tend to push pork chops too far, and they tend to get overcooked. Um, and the USDA just lowered the limit last year to 145. I think 140 is a better number personally, but uh, don't complain to me if you get sick, but you probably won't. <laughs> uh, but probably closer to the bone, that meat is a little less done, and therefore it's a little sweeter. So uh, that would be my guess, not having eaten your pork chops. Um, but I'm willing to do so anytime you invite me. Um, so, I mean, it's a really interesting subject. I did write an article on this, and I covered these points as well as some others. Um, in that article, you just go to the table of contents on my website. There's a link to my recipe for um, marrow bones, beef marrow, and cooking it. And uh, if you've never done it, it may gross you out, but um, once you taste it, you will no longer be grossed out. Um, Greg, we had talked about also talking about um, letting meat come to room temp. Correct. Um, uh, you want to dive into that one, or do you have any more questions on uh, this business about uh, bones? No, I'm good on the bones, and I think that you know this meat talk that we're about to get into is kind of timely because I've been talking to a few people who I've seen on um, you know, their particular shows or suggestions that they've given online that you know, set that steak out you know, 35, 45, an hour before, in advance of before you're actually going to cook it because it's going to help it cook at a more even rate on the inside temperature, all of this stuff. So uh, you know, what have you found? Are we busting another myth? What do you think? Well, I think so. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've done some tests, and these are pretty easy tests. The theory is, is that let's say you want to cook a steak to medium rare. That's about 130 degrees, we'll say. Um, and if your fridge is 38, um, then the meat's got to travel 92 degrees to get to the target. Yep. But if you take it out and you let it come to room temp, say 72, then it's only got to climb 58 degrees. It'll cook faster. And one of the goals of a good steak is to get the exterior really good dark and brown like that picture we showed and then get the interior a nice even pink or rosy color um, without a lot of brown beneath the skin. And so in theory, if you bring it to room temp, 
Um, it will uh, brown on the surface and not overcook below the surface, and you should get a better steak. So I took, and did I send you a picture of this, a picture of the steak? Maybe not. No. No, okay, sorry. I, it just, it's simple. I took a three-quarter inch steak. Uh, nope, that's not it. I took a three-quarter inch steak and a really accurate thermocouple, the one I just showed you from Thermoworks, with a really thin, thin probe and got it located in the geometric center and let it sit out at room temp. And uh, it took more than an hour for it to come to room temp, a three-quarter inch steak. Now, I personally like to cook my ribeyes an inch or a little larger, inch and a half even. Absolutely. Um, so, and now I, and then I, an inch and a half one I tried, it took two hours to come oh. to room temp. Wow. So this idea of letting it sit out for a half hour, or better still, I found on, on my, again, I have an article on my website, I just posted it about letting meat come to room temp. I found um, in one of Wolfgang Puck's, and this guy knows more about food than I ever will, but he talked about taking a prime rib roast and letting it sit out for a half hour to come to room temp. No way, Jose. No way. I mean, I'm going to get a pork shoulder and test it with a pork shoulder, but I'm betting we're talking five hours or more for it to come to room temp. And I know that if there's any contamination, it's likely to be on the surface. I know that if I put it in a hot uh, oven, even if it's only 225, it's going to kill all the bugs. But the idea of leaving a steak sit out at room temp for two hours, even though I know it's probably safe, <laughs> it just leaves me skeezy, and I just don't want to do it. So um, now there is another side to the coin, though. There's good news and bad news. Um, in tests that we've done before, Dr. Blonder has proven that um, smoke sticks better to cold meat. Yeah. Um, and this is why in the barbecue world, people have always said uh, meat absorbs all the smoke in the first couple of hours. Um, it's not that the meat is soaking it up because it, the pores are open and they slam shut after a couple of hours. It's that the surface is still cool. And when the surface is cool, it, it, there's an effect called thermophoresis that Dr. Blonder describes for us in my article. And it's where the cool surface attracts the smoke. So I just bring the meat right out of the fridge. Um, I, I will do a dry brine. And I do this whenever I can. And this is a technique um, uh, pioneered by, oh, God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, a lady in Berkeley uh, with a cafe, the Zulu Cafe, Zuni Cafe. Um, I forget her name. But the concept is, is if you sprinkle salt on your beef, uh, like a steak, yeah. a couple of hours before um, cooking, the moisture comes out because salt pulls the moisture out. Yep dissolves the salt, and then it slurps it back in, and the salt will travel deep into the meat so you get a more evenly, deeply seasoned uh, piece of meat. And she's done it on chicken. She, in fact, she was famous for it on chicken. Um, um, and um, it, it, it works on a lot of meats, and I actually have photographs of the process on my website, on my steak page, where you can see the steak dry with the salt, then wet as the moisture comes out, and then drying back up as it goes back in. Really fascinating process. So I, I'll salt it, put it back in the fridge, and then haul it out and uh, throw it on the grill. All right, and it's I've seen some other bloggers do this as well. Um, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Jaden Hare from Steamy Kitchen, 
Where she yeah, took, she's got better pictures than mine. Yeah, so she did it, you know, where she doused the steak with salt on both sides and, you know, explained how there was a denaturing process. But, you know, her take was that it was going to make the steak, you were buying, let's say, a lesser cut of steak, and doing this process was going to make it a lot more uh, moist and a lot more easy to chew. She said it was uh, going uh, from, you know, regular to, to Gucci Prime. Did you find that there was uh, that big of a difference in mouthfeel as well by doing it like this? Well, I salt does denature protein. It does, in a, in, in a small way, tenderize. It, 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 it also helps hold moisture. It does some interesting things. I think Jaden may have succumbed to a bit of hyperbole in saying that it will take a cheap steak and turn it into a prime steak. But it sure does a nice job of getting the seasoning down into the muscle and the, and so, especially on a thick steak, so that when you cut into it, it's properly seasoned end to end. And I, I like that. And it works also on chicken. It's a form of brining. It's called dry brining. Um, brining, uh, usually we do by submerging it in a salt solution. This is the same idea. Um, and it works quite nicely. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Amazingribs.com is the website. Um, one of the other things that we wanted to talk about while we have time is this uh, infrared. And I remember, you know, when I was looking to buy well, what is now my Weber grill, but I was looking at buying, uh, which also happens to be the same time that I got my Weber Smoky Mountain and got into barbecue. So now we're looking at, you know, six, seven years ago. There was a big run on a, on a, a company called Tech, T-E-C. And they were making infrared grills, and it was supposed to be top of the line. And like a two-burner tech grill was running fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks at that point. And their claim to fame was being the infrared um, um, ovens that the cars would bake in when you were uh, baking a glaze onto a car, and then they got into, or at least took the technology over into the grilling side. And now you're seeing it uh, jump in with Charbroil and some of these other companies. Uh, let it be known uh, that I've had a long-standing disagreement with a charbroil in their concept and then the crappy products that they continually put out into the market. The ideas are good. The products aren't very good, in my opinion. Um, but they have a line of infrared stuff. So if you could explain, I guess, the, the concept of infrared and what's a really an infrared grill and, and what is trying to be an infrared grill and maybe isn't. Yeah, you know, I was with you for the longest time until I uh, met Dr. Blonder and we talked more about it. My recollection of high school science class was, is you have a, a, a spectrum of light. And again, by the way, on my website, there's an article called The Thermodynamics of Cooking, and we talk about the infrared uh, methods there as well as some others. Um, but uh, you, you go from gamma rays on one end all the way up through X-rays and ultraviolet, infrared, radar, television waves, FM waves, and AM waves. And as you move from gamma to AM, the wavelength is longer. Um, and infrared, uh, uh, oh, and, and, and then between UV and infrared is the visible light range. And that's the rainbow that we see after a rainstorm. That's, you know, it goes from blues to reds. Um, the infrared is, is on the longer length uh, of the spectrum, 
And it, it's really interesting. I thought it was just a big deal. It was uh, an, of nothing. Um, but um, Dr. Blonder, let me let, let me read you what he gave me because um, it's, it's, it, it, it was a bit complicated. He says, if you warm a plate of steel or a special glass or a ceramic, and they're using these ceramics now, that's what Tech was doing, yep. um, the atoms in the plate really begin to oscillate. At low temp, almost all the energy is just absorbed as vibrations in the plate. But as the plate heats up, the rapidly vibrating atoms cause it to emit infrared light. Think of it very loosely like a bowl of gasoline in a room. At low temps, most of the energy is confined to the liquid. That is, it is absorbed. The energy is absorbed by the liquid. At higher temps, there's so much vibration that the gasoline evaporates. So there's this infrared wavelength that only comes out when it hits a certain heat, and, and, and that is um, produced by the gas burners, usually the gas burners directly below. And it can be a very concentrated um, uh, heat. Um, Max Good, who is... Um, my new director of product reviews. He's doing grill reviews on our site. And by the way, we're going to have a searchable database later this year uh, of grills and all that good stuff. Um, he says, essentially, um, all infrared heat is radiant, um, but not all radiant heat is infrared. Um, it moves very fast through the air. The sun radiates intense infrared and it travels at great distances, and it, when it contacts your skin, it warms you. But the sun also emits ultraviolet and other things which will cause sunburn and so on. And he points, he says, look at the warehouse heaters. They're suspended from the ceiling, but you can really feel the heat waves if you stand beneath them. Yeah. Um, these are just conventional gas burners, and most of the heat would rise upward, but that's infrared heat that you're feeling when you're right below them. Um, so there is something to this. I really haven't worked with the um, IR Red by um, um, the Red. It's their Red model from um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Charbroiler, yeah. um, to see if they really do work. But I have worked with a couple of other of uh, their grills, and uh, well, I think there's a lot of that involved in grill grates. If you place grill grates on the surface, everybody, not everybody here, but most guys here know, there's a product on the market called grill grates. It's not a generic name. It's a product name. And it's aircraft aluminum, and it covers the surface of your grill, and it has some holes in it. But what's happening is this aluminum is getting superheated, and it really um, emits a lot of heat. And also, it bounces the heat back and forth between the bottom of the grill grates and the grill. It's a really interesting process and technique. And uh, my article on thermodynamics explains it better than I can. All right. Um, so, uh, is it is it necessarily the fact that the burner is making it infrared, or it's it's the heat and then all this other chemical stuff and and physical stuff that's taking place that makes infrared heat? The burner is usually covered by a plate which then superheats from the burner and then it radiates the heat out there oh where'd you get that you sent it to me oh okay i didn't know if i'd sent you this picture yep. yes <laughs> that's the tech i think and it really radiates hot i mean it looks a lot like the burner on an electric 
burner yep. on a stove. Yep. Um, and it really puts out a lot of heat. Um, and you can get a really nice even sear. Uh, but you don't have open flame. And you don't have uh, a lot of the gaseous byproducts that come from charcoal um, or the gas burners. So it's a trade-off. But it's an interesting process. Meathead Goldwyn runs AmazingRibs.com. It's the heavily trafficked, most heavily trafficked website in regards to barbecue and grilling, and you can check them out there, always posting great articles and thoughts and processes. Again, it's AmazingRibs.com, and you can find them here once every month. Meathead, always enjoy the conversation, and we'll look for you again in October. Great fun as always, Greg. Uh, I hope this uh, phone connection worked uh, a little better than before. No drops whatsoever, so I guess, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to continue to do this until we can work the other end out. Well, people can live without my ugly mug. Well, you're, you and me both, but one of us has to suffer, evidently. <laughs> Good talking to you, buddy. Have a great night. There he is, Meathead Golden. Amazingribs.com. A lot of great stuff to cover there. Uh, I, I was going to buy an infrared grill years ago. Just ended up getting away from it and got the Weber Smoky Mountain uh, cooker. And then um, also got a uh, Weber Genesis. So uh, that's what uh, ended up being right for me. And then at some point I'm going to have to replace the, the gas grill. And then maybe it, I just don't hear a lot about the infrared grill. I mean, Charbroil makes that push on their infrared series of grills, but honestly, you know, I haven't heard a lot of great things about them. And uh, for me, historically, Charbroil hasn't been a great performing, long-lasting product like a, a Weber or some of the higher-end grills is. Um, so take it or leave it. But that's uh, Meathead, if you will, and uh, we always enjoy his uh, conversations and insight. Some people just show up for him. All right, let's go back and close it out. Uh, very first hour of the show, Kevin Bevington, HomeBBQ.com Pitmaster, will be competing at the regional event in Hendersonville, Tennessee, this coming weekend. So and, uh, good luck to Kevin. Karma to you. So just mail it in. You get uh, top ten at a minimum. You get top ten. You move on to the finals in Bentonville. Also, 35 past the hour of 9 o'clock, Scott Roberts was in reviewing uh, only barbecue sauces tonight and all had honey in them. Uh, one was okay, one sucked, one was the winner-take-all. ScottRobertsWeb.com is his website. And then uh, during the second hour, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Again, that's AmazingRibs.com, the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website anywhere on the face of the Internet. Uh, we debunked meat being sweeter when it's closer to the bone. We also debunked meat coming up to room temperature. That evidently takes a lot longer. And I agree with Meathead. I'm not going to be leaving my meat out for two hours and have it uh, collecting germs. That sounds bad. And then infrared grills. Big show planned next week, of course. Uh, two things. If you use cast iron grill grates, make sure you're, that you're uh, rubbing them down, brushing them off, and then hitting them with some Pam or some Crisco as they start to cool down. Let it bake back in. Avoid that rust. Generations of rust-free service after that. Also, um... If you are uh, going to use those, do, just do it every time. Treat yourself. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>